0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Passive Cash Flow Show, episode number 16 today. I'm your host, Aaron Fragnito, owner of People's Capital Group out of Berkeley Heights, New Jersey. We focus on buying apartment buildings here in New Jersey. We focus on our market in North Jersey. And today we're going to talk about investing in state versus out of state. I'm going to talk about the benefits of why we invest locally here, why we don't go out of state, where a lot of syndicators preach going out of state and working with other management companies and other investors preach you know, going out of state to get better deals. We're going to talk about the benefits of staying in state, staying close to your home, why I don't go out of state, why I don't go chasing other markets. And um, listen, there's not one right or wrong answer. It's just our investment strategy, and that's what we're going to talk about today. By the way, if you want to learn how you can get invested passively in some New Jersey apartment buildings You can live anywhere in the country, but you can invest in this New Jersey market and play off that New York City market here in New Jersey uh, by going to peoplescapitalgroup.com and putting your information in. And if you qualify, you can invest passively in a New Jersey apartment building with us here at People's Capital Group. And that's a great way to earn passive income and tax benefits, which all my other videos talk about. So we're going to break into it today. Why do we invest in state? This is about investing in state versus out of state. Okay, so a lot of gurus out there tell you that you should be investing in the Carolinas or in Miami or Buffalo or Austin, Texas. And these are great markets. And Dallas, Fort Worth, right? These are great markets that have seen booms and busts. And um, right now they're booming. And right now these are great markets to invest in. Uh, Atlanta, right? These are areas where the wage growth is is strong. Uh, People are more in comparison to how much housing costs than you know the average market. Uh, Cincinnati, Ohio, right? That's a good example of these emerging markets. Columbus, Ohio, where the amount people are earning is not as much as the housing costs, okay? Like in San Francisco where the housing is so expensive in Manhattan, you know, housing is so expensive, people are earning like the max of what, you know, they need to earn to to afford that. So in these areas, these sub-markets, these are areas where statistically it shows that, you know, the market's growing very quickly and also the amount people earn Is hasn't caught up yet to housing costs, uh, ideally. So, or, or really vice versa, housing costs haven't caught up to where people earn. Okay, so in these markets, the argument from gurus is, well, listen, housing has room to grow. The cost of housing, you know, hasn't caught up to a third of the person's income in this area. So, the cost of housing will grow and catch up to being around a third of the. Income of those individuals. Once the house, the cost of housing is around a third of the individual income or, or the medium income of that area, then the idea is okay. Housing costs have grown to where they kind of max out at, which is around a third or so of income in that area. So you know these gurus use these statistics to say, well, these areas have room to grow in housing costs and rent costs. Okay, because rent is low in comparison to what people earn in this area. Now I get that, and there's lots of other statistics you can use to analyze markets, and there are lots of gurus out there that you can pay lots of money to listen to them and go to their boot camps, and they can tell you all about all the benefits of getting into these emerging markets and you know dozens of statistics on why these markets are set to boom and they're probably right you know a lot of these markets are set to do quite well and i know a lot of people that go into these emerging markets and they do well with them i've seen other guys i know going to kentucky and louisiana that done well with those markets and more power to them um, however I, I must give you words of uh, wisdom here and some and, and some warning that if you're starting as an investor, as I see a lot of people do, and they go out to these guru courses or whatever, and these gurus tell them, hey, go buy something in the Carolinas because you know the cost of housing there and the rent and it makes more sense financially and ROI and bada bing bada boom and you know and they're right, you know, you could probably get more real estate in some cities and get higher rent and because of that, you know this, the numbers look better on paper, and that's great, but the truth is, if you're getting started in real estate, you should not be investing more than an hour from where you live, okay? That's it, you need to be near your markets, you need to be near your real estate. I hired a management company one time, and they met tenants of the property, they would meet a tenant at the property in the morning, they collect the first month's rent, security deposit, and they'd lease out the unit to that tenant. They'd sign a lease and give them the keys and they'd um, send them on their way and say you can come back you know, or in a couple of days or whatever, you can move in in a few days, we'll give you the keys to then, right? And then they would meet a tenant at the, at the same unit, lease out the same unit to the, another person, two hours later, collect the rent, security deposit, and do the same thing to someone else two hours later. They do it to three or four people in a day, collect the rent, security deposit for the same unit, and ran off with the money. Okay, that was the second management company I hired. I lived 90 minutes from the property, so we caught onto it pretty quickly and took them to court and won. But, you know, they're not honest about it. They sent us falsified statements something like that. We had to be on the scene to know what was going on. We had to have boots on the ground. We had to be able to drive by our property. even being 90 minutes away was quite a challenge. And one of the reasons the management company got away with that is because we were 90 minutes away. If we were 20 minutes away, we would have been even more on top of them. So the other thing is, we also hired a very uh, professional, large management company that was uh, is nationwide and very reputable, and they completely overpromised and underdelivered. So what we figured out from this is that to really manage the properties yourself, to, uh, to really do a good job and to have it your baby taken care of the way you want your baby taken care of, uh, then you need to do it yourself or develop your own management company. Now it doesn't make sense to develop your own management company if you only have. 10 doors or something like that or 10 units and you really need about 50 units for it to make any type of close to financial sense to have your own management company. We have about 75 units right now and our management company still runs at a loss. It's a loss leader for us. It allows us to control our assets and make better cash flow from our assets and it does charge a small management fee to our properties but it's a discounted management fee so our investors get better returns and because of that the management company not make a profit. Unfortunately it runs at a loss. So because of that, you know, management of real estate is very difficult. You really need a, a little over 200 units or so to have a profitable management company here. And we'll get there one day, but the management company allows us to. Own the assets, control the assets, manage the assets ourselves. So by owning our own management company and managing our own real estate in house, it gives us a whole other level of control over the assets, so that we don't have to rely on third-party management companies to hopefully do their job right. You know, we hired one big reputable company. They they completely overpromised. They kept our buildings at 75% occupancy, and while well, they promised us to over 95% occupancy, and you know, so they're way off, and we were just Bleeding money, and then we fired them and hired a small company, hoping for different results, and ended up getting robbed. You know, from that story I just told. So you really need to, if you're going to work with a management company, be on top of them every single day. And again, they can lie to you. They can send you falsified statements. They could tell you one thing and do another, and or they could be a very big reputable company that maybe they're not going to lie and steal to you, but they're going to probably you know just put you on a sheet and you're just one number on a sheet. A management company's job is to manage as many units in as little time as possible. Because right? if you put all your resources into one person or one customer in one building, you're not going to be able to manage all your other customers. So a management company by nature is designed to put as little resources into each customer as possible so that you don't have to exhaust your resources on, on one or two customers. Right. So unfortunately, they don't make much money. The only way for management companies to make good money is to have as little resources invested into each individual as possible. And that means they're really not going to take care of your property. The way you need them to, um, so a lot of these gurus out there are going into emerging markets like yeah, out of state, you know, the Carolinas, Buffalo, Atlanta, you know, Florida, Texas, and and I get it. There's a lot of markets out there that are looking good like that. I know Arizona had some boom going on there, and and that's great. And a lot of these guys are getting in and getting out over a number of years, and they can do very well with that. So I'm not knocking that model, but I gotta say from my experience owning real estate locally here, having the management company in house, knowing my markets like the back of my hand, right? You can ask me, hey, do you wanna buy a property on this street in Newark? I'll say, no, I know that street, I'm not gonna invest there. You say, do you wanna buy a property on this street in Newark? I'll say, I'll give you a $10,000 deposit today, non-refundable, yes, I want it. All right, so there's areas that we're very bullish on, there's areas we stay away from, and in addition to that, not only just being a local real estate investor and knowing the market like the back of my hand, because I grew up here, I could drive around these markets I'm in them I go out to dinner in these markets I know these markets I live in these markets I understand these markets I am these markets I grew up here uh, so in addition to that I know these ordinances I know how rent control works in Patterson as opposed to Passaic I know in Patterson if you put in a section 8 tenant uh, remove a cash paying tenant you can put the rent at whatever number you can get at that point I know in Passaic rent control doesn't apply to tenants that moved in you know before 2013 you know there's some tons of little Little rules and regulations—you have to know these rules. I know in Newark, you know who to have to inspect your property to get it passed, and I know in East Orange who to not have inspect your property to get it passed. You know, and and so you have to know who to deal with these inspectors, these politicians, the rules and regulations, rent control, taxes, uh, local ordinances are so important to know your market. So by investing in local markets, Seth and I know very very well. Not only do we know them like the back of our hand, but we know the rules and regulations and the local ordinances in these markets which change town by town okay so they're very difficult to stay on top of local ordinances and rent control but we know the little loopholes in the system we know how these systems work and because of that we can make more profits through our real estate holdings in these markets by understanding how to work with the local rules Um, also local contractors okay um, permits things like that knowing all those rules and regulations we have a lot of local boots on the ground we have great contractors great guys to help us with cleaning you know plumbers electricians handyman everyone down the spectrum um, you know landscaping snow removal all that good stuff so we have our good contractors there we have our good people in place so when things go wrong we can quickly and effectively get them fixed um, for a good price and not get soaked you know I own a couple properties in Vermont because I like to go skiing and I'm a real estate investor, so I figured I'll buy a couple properties in Vermont, and it's fun. My wife leases them on Airbnb, and I, we have a little business together. And you know, I, I make a couple thousand bucks a month or a year on them, and I get to go enjoy skiing there with my family whenever I want for free. I love to ski, I used to be a ski instructor actually in Colorado before I started this real estate syndication business 10 years ago. Cool little story there. So, I actually am a great skier, I love to ski. I was a ski instructor at Steamboat Springs, Colorado, I had Olympic level ski training. And um, I a little more weight to move down the mountain now, but I can still uh, crush it on the black diamond. So I go to Okemo all the time. I bought a couple of houses up there, and you know it's a pain in the neck managing them. And I'm a real estate investor. You know I have my own management company that handles it. I have my wife that helps with Airbnb. We're super hosts, and I make a little bit of money on the thing. But last night at seven o'clock, you know we. Ran out of oil because I I thought my oil guy was filling the tanks, but they weren't, you know, because I'm never there, so I didn't know. And so, you know, just a fine example of not being there, you know, scrambling now at seven o'clock at night to get oil. Luckily, we actually had a good oil company that took care of us, but it cost me like 200 extra dollars because I'm not there, because I don't know the markets, because I'm not used to oil tanks, because, you know, I'm not... Uh, in the property, managing the property, near the property, it's it's a further out distant thought. Now, I could have been a little better property manager. I could have been on that a little more. But at the end of the day. Um, you know, by being in your pro- local to your properties, being able to check up on your properties, go to your properties, make sure your oil guys showing up to put the oil in the tank. Right, just a little fe- little tidbit there, and uh, can make a huge difference. So, by knowing your local markets, by uh, knowing them like the back of your hand, having those resources, knowing your local ordinances, it gives you such a competitive advantage to really crush it in your market. Now, I don't buy anywhere in North Jersey. I buy in specific markets and specific blocks for specific reasons. I buy near the Class A development. I buy near the cranes in the air. I'm not the cranes in the air. I buy around the cranes in the air. I buy in those areas because there's a ton of uh, gentrification coming in the area, a ton of improvement in home values, and lots of changes happening in North Jersey cities right now as home values improve and cities improve. So, right now we're seeing a lot of changes in North Jersey, and because of that, where we're taking advantage of these increased real estate values by buying low and refinancing high, buying in the right areas, making your money when you buy, managing us with a fine-tooth comb, by knowing our local rules and regulations, and having our boots on the ground, and all these powers combined allow us to make better cash flow for our investors so that they can invest passively in an apartment building in New Jersey earn passive cash flow checks every quarter get passive cash to, uh, tax depreciation at the end of the year and then get a big lump sum upon the refinance every three to four years. So it's so important, we know what we're doing if we're working with other people's money in these markets. I don't take other people's money and go out of state and hope a management company does their job right. That's not our model. There are people that do that, and there are people that do that well. And there's people that also don't do that well. So um, you, know, you have to pick and choose who you're gonna invest with if you wanna learn more about investing With New Jersey real estate and getting involved in a North Jersey apartment building, go to peoplescapitalgroup.com. Put your information in. We'll get in touch with you about an upcoming investment opportunity here. If you qualify, again, go to peoplescapitalgroup.com to qualify for an upcoming investment opportunity in North Jersey. And uh, we'll get in touch with you. We'll get you on the road to financial freedom here with People's Capital Group. I hope you learned a lot about this video here and in investing in-state versus out-of-state. You can see we invest in-state for many reasons and we do not go out-of-state for a number of reasons as noted. Hope you have a good day. Thank you.